for Geek Gamer Weekly. Center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. The Uber Podcast, just for geeks and gamers. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. With your hosts, Joseph Falby. Men wanted to be like him. Women wanted to be with him. John Kessler. He will be talked about in the same way that Rockefeller and Carnegie and, and Ford are talked about. And Chase Nunes. For your information, butthead, he's headed for the video championships in Los Angeles. Now, live from Earth. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? When? Just now. It's Geek Gamer Weekly. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 190, recorded on Sunday, January 22nd, 2012, the SOPA Soap Opera. GGW is brought to you by the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. For more information, visit techpodcasts.tv. And by Minecraft Me, the new show that is all about the hot game Minecraft. For more information, visit geekgamer.tv slash minecraftme. And by Wirecast. Plug in your cameras, prepare your shots, and broadcast live with this powerful software package. For more information about Wirecast, visit telestream.net and click on the Wirecast page. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. Welcome back. We, uh, we, we were around last week because I was out of town hanging out with Mr. Joe Falby down in his neck of the woods in beautiful Portlandia, Oregon. Uh, but right now... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that tie-in. Anyway, uh, we are back. We have lots of great topics to discuss. My name is Chase Nunes and I'm here joined tonight with... John Kessler. And Giancarlo Lenzi. Hey, Giancarlo Lenzi. Look at you. Mr. Lenzi. Hi. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. That's it. Giancarlo can go away. Uh, <laughs> Bye, guys. Joe, Joe can't be here this week. Uh, he's out of town. He's uh, visiting the, uh, the Grand Canyon State. And Boo. for $200, can you answer that question correctly? Boo. Colorado. John, <laughs> it is not Colorado. <laughs> and... John Carlo, do you know? Oh, uh, what is Arizona? That is correct. Uh, and you I'll actually four hundred. <laughs> I'll take geography on... for four hundred. <laughs> the... <laughs> I'll just take four hundred. <laughs> I'll just take four hundred. <laughs> oh man! So we we got a we got a lot of great things to discuss. Uh, but first, you know, John, John's over here, and uh, John, yeah. how 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 are you doing, man? Just ducky. Very good. Did you have a good weekend? Yes. <laughs> I don't even want to ask what you did this weekend because I know what you did this weekend, and then you're going to just turn that around on me. Yes. <laughs> don't say nothing. I want to talk about it. Right. <sighs> uh, today is January 22nd. Tomorrow is my birthday. I turn the grand old double-digit age of 33. It's supposed to be self-promotion. What's that? What's with all this self-promotion? Well, it's going to explain the backstory here. <laughs> the backstory that I'm going to explain is that on Saturday we had a little bit of a celebration to hang out, and we 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 had a lot of fun. We played a a sport called whirly ball, which a lot of people on the east coast of the U.S. may recognize. Mm-hmm. Not very big on the west coast. Actually, the only location is in Edmonds, Washington. We did that on. Now, John, yes, you got to tell us. Have you ever done that before? No. And what'd you think? That was a blast. Really? Yes. Cool. What did you like the most? The the cars or the the balls or the pizza? You like the balls. <laughs> you had pizza? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you had pizza. You got free pizza. I got free pizza. Wait, why? Whoa. Because I didn't, it I was old. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even get pizza. Oh, uh, you didn't want this pizza. No. Oh. I said I want to slice. I actually I asked him and he said the deep the deep fryer was out. I was going to get a uh, corn dog. Oh. And I said, well, just give me a slice of pizza. And he goes, tell you what, I'll give it to you for free because oh. it's like an over, it was like an hour and a half old. Oh, how nice. Yeah. So. I got free pizza out of it. it That's was, cool. It was still edible, um, but no, it was a blast. Uh, you know, running around the carts and, and running into people. And yeah, we got some video. Yes, and we got some pictures. Yes, uh, I have a lot of pictures. My wife took loads of them, so I have to go through and and process and <gasps> take out the bad ones and stuff. What? What's up? Nothing. Something. Keep Something going. Wrong? Keep going. Okay, John Carlo, you ever done that before? What? Whirly ball? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah, once before. Oh, okay. Once. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, you know. Actually, at my, uh, I don't know if nobody else knows, but uh, John <laughs> Kimball's uh, birthday. He, Detective John Kimball? Detective John Kimball. The detective. The detective John Kimball. <laughs> Come he on. He knows my dad and what he does. I am Detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> All but, right. Well, yeah, we had a, he had his little birthday bash there. It wasn't quite as grand as yours. Uh, we had a few people and then a bunch of drop-ins. Man, your mic got all – you got all – You got all quiet. Oh, now you're yelling. See? Oh. Ah, damn. We there just we blasted go. everybody's ears. There we go. I need that's to get okay. – th- Fix it in post. That's one thing you – know, I can't – I don't. <laughs> one thing, though, I, 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 I want all of us to have, like, good new mics, but this is all I can afford. These are good mics. What are you talking about? Well, they're, they're all different. All three of them are different. That's okay. So what I would like to do... To show on a budget. We are very on a budget. I would like to get another couple of these. Maybe if you didn't buy a pinball machine, you could have got some new mics. (laughs) (laughs) So screwed up. That's so effed up, man. (laughs) That was a low blow. That's what she said. Oh, that was a good thing I was off mic. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, No, Jace, we're not going to do that. Oh, yes. No, you didn't see what Jason. Oh, I did. saw what he said. Oh, I no. can I can read. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about things. So a lot of a lot of great news in the world of geek and gaming. Let's start off with some geek news, and this is one thing that our website participated on uh, last Wednesday was the the big nationwide, pretty much worldwide uh, blackout of a whole bunch of websites because of the evilness of the SOPA bill, which stands for the Stop Online Piracy Act. And the Senate version of the same thing called the Protect IP Act. Basically, these things were granted. I think their hearts are a little bit in the right place, where they want you know want to try to cut down on piracy. The problem is the the law and the bill was so poorly written, it could really take down any website uh, without any due process, and it would make ISPs make them cops and gives the government way too much control and prominent tech uh, companies out there ranging from Google to Microsoft and many thousands of others, even Wikipedia and Craigslist, they went dark. We went dark for the day as well. It it actually wouldn't take out the website. It wouldn't take down the access. Well, well, it, it would you're take, right. It would it just would remove the access of everybody the, else being able to get to. But it, it wouldn't. But it wouldn't really. I mean, yeah. all they would do is remove it from the DNS yes. registry. But yeah. but it could get people could get around it by typing in the IP address. It's just retarded. Yeah. So anyway, it was pushed back uh, thanks to all the um, support and everybody out there who contacted their congressperson, contacted their representatives. It's it's now been shelved. It's not going to proceed any time probably this year. But I will say this, though. It's one of those situations that we're probably going to see come back at a later point. It's one of those situations that while maybe this particular law or act didn't fit the bill for what they were looking for as far as you know the tech community, the problem is the recording uh, indus- uh, industry and also the motion picture industry. You know they're claiming that they're losing you know billions of money uh, on <laughs> piracy and that those types of situations, and they want to see measures put into place to help stop that. You know the the best measure to stop that is so that they don't lose money. Mm. Just make everything for free. Everything for free, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just like our show. That's a great idea. They I, won't lose any money. Really. <laughs> So, yeah, so the the bill was pushed back. Even the ESA, which originally uh, supported SOPA, they're saying, you know, this bill does not, it has a lot of unintended consequences. ESA is the Entertainment Software Association. So basically, you know, the gaming industry, if you want to say that, they they don't support it either. It was really evident at, at, at a point where, no one was supporting it, and it was time for even with the well money lined pockets of all the Congress people <laughs> to back off from the bill. John here supported the bill, and I like to know why. Why did you support this? I supported it. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me the other day you were supporting it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I supported it by going and trying to, you know, access all those websites that were blacked out. Oh, really? Yeah. I I supported the black. Do you have your own DNS server? Yes. (laughs) Every website points to kittens in... See, he supports it because he was getting money from the... Oh, he was getting Google AdWords kickbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Brought to you by Carl Stringer. (laughs) (laughs) He he hosted a DNS server and basically was getting money lined... His pockets money lined and... uh, that's all it's about. So it, that way, you know, he could just shut down any website and just run everything. I'm constantly trying to level your microphone. Is it just? Is it just really bad? Over well, you, you, you like on? during sound tests, you're projecting, you're talking, and then then then, then this is and what then, happens. You know, I was you know the entertainment <laughs> software. <laughs> you know, I was you know and all the you know stuff. I feel like I'm talking loud. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, it could be because you think you're talking loud because of your headphones. That's right. <gasps> you might need to turn it down right here. There we go. I just won't wear any headphones. Is that That's better? That's fine. No, it's not better, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. So, yes, no one supported it. It didn't pass. Great stuff. And other bad news, Kodak, the... the uh, it wasn't the... Uh, that was Cal, our Calgon take me with the fabric of our lives. Kodak, you know, they take pictures. Anyway, they, they created film, photo paper, a lot of great inventions coming from Kodak. Well, in sad news, Kodak has filed for bankruptcy, uh, restructuring and patent suits a plenty with this company. All uh, you know, going back a numerous numerous years, company had five point one billion dollars in assets and six point seven five billion in debt. You can't have more debt than assets. And its remaining value is mostly in patents, which is currently trying to sell off and enforce. Uh, Kodak is expected to continue operating during the proceedings, so they're they're going into Chapter 11. I mean, I remember Kodak in, I think my first digital camera was a Kodak digital camera. Uh, but I think they just came to the game too late. Um, there's lots of reasons, and a great article uh, about some of the m- things that Kodak should have done 10 15 20 years ago uh now john you're you're the eldest of the group uh you know mm-hmm. you're i cannot gosh this thing does not want to switch there we go i was trying to switch cameras to you um any memories of kodak 35 millimeter film oh yeah run around with the little the little camera with the little square flash cube thing on the thing click take a, if you use the flash it, it flashes once and then it rotates you get like was that a fl- kodak camera yeah, it was Kodak. Oh, very good. Um, you know, back when I was a, a wee boy running around in San Diego. A wee boy. A wee boy a, a wee when boy. everything was black and white back then? Uh, no. <laughs> Might have been color. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I remember... Half the time I didn't have any film in it. It was just more fun playing with the flash. <laughs> I remember disc film, and I also remember 110 film. I remember that vividly. I don't know why. Disc? Disc. It was called disc. D-I-S-C. It was like a... It was a like a DVD or CD. No, no, right? no. It was like a flat film cartridge that would go into a camera. Hmm. Wikipedia, it's probably out there. Somewhere. Wow, I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember those. <sighs> oh, I wouldn't be able to if we had SOPA. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, <laughs> well let me look here. Wiki, disc, uh, Kodak. Let me see. If it, yeah, here it is. Disc film. All right. See, we're this is a tangent. So there's there's a picture of it right there. Disc film. You'll see it here pop up here on the uh, on the live video feed here in a minute. But there's there's a picture. There's disc film and a disc camera. Hmm. We had one of those. Hmm. So that's how they would develop the pictures and stuff. It was a real contained thing. Disc film. Uh, it looks like wow. a clutch disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, no, disc actually, film. I don't remember that. Wow. Wow, see? Yeah. Hmm. But, disc you film. know, I kind of recognize the camera, but it's not one that we ever owned, so I wouldn't have known about that. It, you know, we've always just had the thirty-five millimeter roll. I know, and and here's a picture of the uh, of the actual cartridge there. But uh, yeah, Kodak disc film. <laughs> anyway, sad to see Kodak having to restructure. Hopefully, they can come out of this okay. But they're involved with so many lawsuits with so many companies. I mean, Apple just entered into a lawsuit against Kodak. Um, but hey, it's one of those things. As we get older and time goes by, we're going to see a lot of these huge companies with big names start to fall because of technologies, newer technologies that are taking the forefront. 
other huge, huge news in the world of Apple. And this is one of those Apple stories that Apple does not want you to know about, especially if you have an iPhone 4S. Because guess what? You can now break free from the jail of Apple. Get it? (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Uh, Absinthe is the A5 jailbreaker for the iPhone 4S and iPad 2, which is now available for Windows as well. It was available a day prior on the Mac. And I have uh, jailbroken my iPhone 4S to unlock uh, capabilities that, you know, Apple does not want you to do. I love having custom themes and sounds for a lot of the things I do. Uh, There's also some apps and things that will allow you to do certain things that Apple and carriers don't want you to do either. Now, a couple of years ago, the government has said that it is legal to jailbreak your phone. Apple cannot uh, tell you you can't. Now, they can tell you that if you do it, you you are potentially voiding your warranty, and Apple is is okay to prevent you from doing it and trying to put in measures and software and things, and that's why the jailbreaking community goes out there and, you know... well, now that you announced that you jailbroke your iPhone. Yeah. So what? No, it's okay. It's not illegal. No. Do you have an iPhone? No. Would you do this, though? Probably, yeah. Yeah, see? John has an Android, but he won't root it, which is the equivalent he of He can't jail. root it. Yes, he can. No. His, his specific... We went over this already. I know. <laughs> you keep claiming that it can, and I keep seeing that we can't. So. We cannot. We cannot. It is what it is. Oh, sad panda. Yeah. Anyway. So what, what do you love about your jailbreak? What's your I most lo- favorite thing that you unlocked? Uh, the most favorite thing is probably uh, there's a program called SB Settings mm-hmm. that allows you quick access to kill uh, applications running in the background, restarting your phone, respringing your phone, powering down your phone. What's respringing? Is that- it, it basically uh, doesn't fully restart your phone. But it, it just reboots the interface. It, yeah, it reboots the interface. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Absinthe, uh, the A5 jailbreak software suite is now available. Uh, you can get that from uh, greenpoison.com. We'll have a link directly in our show notes. But it's it's all over the place, and they had a huge team of people. Uh, and if you like it, uh, you know, send them a donation uh, to PayPal. Or do that because that really, you know, it, it takes a lot of work, especially. The iPhone 4S has been out for a while, and the iPad 2 has been out even longer. And they found some exploits that they penetrated to get in there. <laughs> and <laughs> They really got in that back door, huh? They got in the back door, and they were able to fully exploit it. And uh, now it's freely available to anybody who wants to do that. So That's there great. you go. Just pay some money and... Can uh, well, it's free. It, it's, it, it's free. Pay some money, get the phone... Yeah, get some money to get the phone, yes. Now, if you lived in Singapore, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could get an iPhone 4S just fine. However, did you know that if you're in the military, you would not be able to get a normal iPhone 4S because the military does not allow any camera phones oh. for security reasons. And there is mandatory service for every citizen. Um, so here's the deal. What would you do if you wanted an iPhone, but you couldn't? You couldn't buy one because I had a camera, right? So do you have a solution? Would you have a solution? John, would you, what would you do? If you wanted an iPhone 4S, uh-huh. but you're not allowed to have a camera on your camera phone, what would you do? Would you pick another phone? Or do, would you try to... Get in the ice pick and you rip that camera out of there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Put a yeah, sticker you'd have over. to open it up. You'd pull out the, uh, the little module for the... Camera? Would it still work? In that I, I don't know. Put a sticker over it? <laughs> look, it doesn't work. You can't put a sticker over it. But guess what? Apple has manufactured special phones for Singapore that do not have any cameras in them. Interesting. Yes. It's a military spec cam- iPhone. It, it's not military spec. Um, actually, it's just military approved. Yeah. I've, well. So these the, they, they're all the normal iPhone 4s and 4Ss uh, in, the, in the various sizes and colors. But they do not have a front-facing camera or a rear-facing camera at all. And the phones are even more expensive to purchase <laughs> than the camera. Probably because there's a limited run. No, exactly. Probably a limited run. It's, it's, it's harder to, probably not harder to do. Um, 
I wonder if it runs any kind of uh, custom software or if you hit the camera uh, app, it just says, it doesn't work. It's black. It's just black. But yeah, no cameras. I mean, gosh, even Go phones these days are getting cameras. Everything has cameras. Yeah. So, I mean, I I find it very, very odd. Uh, But there you go. Um, These are military approved iPhones without cameras. I mean, pretty neat stuff. So that's Korean military spec. It's Singaporean. <laughs> yes. Now our final geek score. Uh, geek score. It's geek score is nine. Uh, now we were preempted by the <laughs> NFC Championship game on Fox Football game, and mm. I've always wondered what kind of technology is involved in putting one of these things on. I found this really cool story. Now this year the Super Bowl is being held at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Um, it's an indoor facility. And three cell towers on wheels will descend on Lucas Oil Stadium. And they'll be setting it up. Uh, they'll have LTE cell phones on wheels because there's going to be 85,000 attendees there. And they want to make sure that all the people there at the, at, the, at the game will be able to tweet and And use their talk. Apple phones. Well, Verizon has Apple phones too, but there, but it's LTE, so it's also the four G higher speeded network. Uh, that's that speeded. F you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, three cell towers. That's that's massive. Now, cell towers is one thing. You got to make sure you have the backhaul. You got to have the the back channel. You have to have the the pipe. Yeah. I mean, just because you have a big big antenna and full bars doesn't mean anything. You gotta have the full plumage to go with it. Exactly. Six hundred Wi-Fi stations. Yeah. Wow. Twenty-eight thousand yes. simultaneous connections. Yes. Well, are they gonna get a good triangle around the stadium so you can triangulate where each person is inside the stadium? <laughs> Please, you know, they have a SWAT team back there going. Okay, this this guy's. Yeah, we're looking for this guy. There he is. He's he's in seat number forty-nine. Go take him down. It's called GPS, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Verizon uh, put together a. Um, Nice. An interesting, uh, nice. I know. Yeah, they they put together an interesting uh, video showing, uh, basically, them setting up this whole process. The the video doesn't really show too much. I was jumping around, but here's you know uh, some video of these portable towers and and systems that they're they're setting up in place for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in two weeks, and uh, it's just really cool stuff. Uh, how the telecommunications and how the internet capability of the of a stadium, a football stadium. All this stuff in play to make it really connected and easy for people to connect to. But there's a, a picture there of the cell phone on wheels, or cell tower on wheels, excuse me. <laughs> there you go. Mobile data rack. That's right. Very good stuff. We'll have other uh, geek stories and stuff uh, for you guys next week, but now it's time to move on to gaming stuff. Gaming, and, and we'll we'll start off with something fun and 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 cool and neat. The world's largest video game controller has been unveiled in London, England. The controller there, as you're taking a pic, uh, looking at a picture of it, uh, if you're watching the video version, is 265 pounds heavy. It's 12 feet wide, <laughs> and it took about six thousand dollars to build. Why? It was uh, designed by Ben Allen, an engineering student at Default University of Technology in the Netherlands. Uh, it was to promote the new Guinness Book of World Records Gamers Edition, meaning it has official status as the world's largest video game controller. It is fully working, though granted you'll need some friends to work with you, especially if you're playing Mario Brothers or whatever. Uh, I guess it could be. be a party gimmick. Why well, get more people involved? <laughs> to the left. No, I said left, left. You, you Shoot! <laughs> You know, in the picture, you know, this thing is like, like, must be, what, 12 feet? Yeah, 12 feet wide. It's massive. It's massive. I mean, and you got this massive controller and this little dinky 46-inch TV <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Maybe they should have hooked it up to like a 100-foot projector. Well, it looks like they had it on display either at an airport or... Compensation. They had a display somewhere, so they probably couldn't get a really big TV. Ah. Uh. See that would have been that would have been awesome. Obviously, if you Having can it on NASCAR big screen or something like that. If you look at the uh, the picture really closely, it looks like it separates into three sections. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. you are quite right. Yes, but still, it's phenomenal. And and down to, uh, I guess it's got to be down to scale, right? You would hope. 
It's just bigger and at scale. You would you would hope. Even though that D-pad looks not authentic, it doesn't have the little indentions of the up, down, <laughs> left, and right on the on the D-pad. It's missing that. The Nintendo controller, one of the world's most uncon- uh, uncomfortable controllers ever used, especially if you have long gaming sessions. Those corners start to oh god, thumbs took a beating on that. Oh yeah, but it worked. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have a PlayStation Vita? So here's here's <laughs> so here, from something really big handheld to something small, the PlayStation Vita, which it has. A beautiful display and also has 3G connectability through the favorite network of the world, AT&T. Fuck you, AT&T. What? 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 What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. AT&T is making a modification to its data plans. Uh, Now, you can... uh, It would offer a 250 meg plan per month for $14.99 and 2 gigs for $25. But now they got rid of that plan and replaced it with a $30 uh, plan for three gigs the the question is I, I you know i see something like this and it's like i know it's got great it looks great it's great control you're going to download games to it and you'll have connectability you know you'll have a browser and you'll have chatting with your friends and all this great stuff but why don't i just use my phone and use one of these cool little uh aftermarket things that we sell from ces where you can attach it to your controller and get Bluetooth connectability with it. I mean, really good stuff. But obviously, this stuff's still popular. But, I mean, Giancarlo, what do you think, man? They really... Uh, they should have just turned it into a mobile phone like they did with the Xperia. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, you got all this great connectivity and stuff, but it's still just a game system. Right. So, it would be a lot nicer if, if, if it was more like the Xperia, but able to play these newer games. Yeah. Or just do it with you know, the current existing phones and have that add-on controller like you were talking about. Yeah. You know, I've seen those. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. And and we're we're seeing some better ones. Uh, I mean, we watched from CES. Uh, we talked about it during the CES preview. I mean, really, really good stuff. John? Mm-hmm. Something like this interests you at all? No. No? No. Why not? I don't know. It can't... I don't know. I don't know. Looks like you're just strong. Like you said, if you want to play, you're locked into using AT and T, and you're at whatever mercy, you know, whim of okay, this month we're going to charge this. Oh wait, no, we're going to do this. Do you, you think know. it's vital that a handheld like this have internet capability? I mean, you look at the Nintendo DSi, you know, and now, now this is there still Wi-Fi uh, connectability on Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay, yes. so I mean, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you didn't. If you were, you know, not if you were always in a place where you had Wi-Fi and didn't need that, I mean, I guess it's a that being able to do, you know, its own connectability, right, might be a plus for some people, um, you know. But if it's not there, then I guess I mean, if it's not needed, then you don't need to do it. I would hate to bring this around and still have my phone. My phone is big enough as is. I mean, you guys, you know, my Touch 3G, it's small, it's tiny, it does what I need it to do. Why would I want to bring Does it, it do everything you need? It doesn't do everything. I mean, yeah, it doesn't play all the latest games and, and, and other stuff. But, you know, I, I just I don't see the need for these handheld consoles anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like a dying breed. I mean, now, the Nintendo we ta- and we've talked about, Yeah, we've talked about that before. I mean, what's the point now when you have a good, solid mobile phone like an f- iPhone 4 or even an Evo? I mean, Evo yeah. has got some great games available for it on the Android platform. And you have these newer Droid devices coming down the pipe. And you got what? Tegra 3 from NVIDIA yeah. coming on phones and tablets. It's yeah. like, well, Now, you know, I know um, Wii has that new controller thing that they've got coming out. I can't remember what the name is. The Wii U? Yeah, the U. The U. Yeah, the U. But now, can can this interact with the normal uh, your PlayStation at well, home? Well, the, the Wii is Nintendo, John. I don't know. I know. I'm saying, though. Can they do that with this? Oh yeah, yeah. You can connect this with your PlayStation Three. Sure, control like, down like screen the stuff like that. Sure, but 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 the thing is, most games don't support the screen, so you're not yeah. going to get anything special doing that on that mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, I mean, I would say ninety nine percent of the games for the PlayStation Three do not support the the PS Vita or the um, what was the one before it? I'm oh, the sorry, PSP. The PSP. Yeah. But now you know if if they were to start 
you know, down the pipe, you know, say they might not be able to do that now, but, you know, say, you know, down the pipe, if they did, that would be kind of a cool deal. That would yeah. be, see, that would be great for people if they had this, because, you know, it'd be, it'd be a direct competition to the Wii U. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, it's something that it's, it is portable, but I wouldn't want it carried around with me. Or, I mean, like, say you're doing, you know, you're playing or you have saved or data, you know, you can, like, interact with this saying, yes, I want to save this here. And, you know, with leaving your game, you know, I mean, there's, I guess you, you have to work out the interface and the function. Yeah. Um, that, and like a mobile the, save station, you know, instead uh, of keeping all your games on your place. Yeah. I mean, you're using this as the controller to play the game on screen. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I, I don't know, maybe I don't have a PlayStation and I don't have one of these, so I don't know what would. The benefits if if it's nicer to play with this in your hand versus an actual oh controller. PlayStation controller by far okay. would be so much more comfortable than yeah. this. I don't even have one, and I know. I mean, okay. I have a PlayStation Three, but not a Vita. Yeah, I, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really tough to be in the handheld market. But Sony still wants to be there. Nintendo still wants to be there. Um, but you look at the mm-hmm. Apple gaming platform, and Steve Jobs said. And one of the things in a, in a presentation before he passed away, Apple, one of if not the top mobile platform for gaming. I mean, there's more iPhones out there than anything right now. I mean, I know Android's slowly creeping up on that number. I mean, they're really close, but it, by far, you know, Apple's in the lead in this department. But can you really compare Angry Birds to any of the nicer, you know, the, the games you can Have play? Have you on seen um, what's that called? Uh, uh, Soul. Is it Soul Blade? What's that name? What's that game? Soul Calibur? No, no, that's Soul Calibur. Actually, it just came out on the iPhone. No, no, this was um, back. I, I, Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade. Yeah. Incredible. Looks awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. It rivals what a PS Vita would put out. And now with the A5 chip, I mean, the graphics are even better. And that was an iPhone 4 only game, not a 4S. And you know the 5 is going to be redesigned. It's going to have a four. Or, uh, it's going to have the LTE probably capability to it. It's going to have a bigger screen, probably be thinner. I mean, it's going to be you know all these you know mobile phones are going to rival these types of things. And you know when I see something like this, like a PS Vita, it's like why would I buy this? You know what's you know the what point? Apple needs to make. They need to make their own. Not even third party. It's called the make, iPod Touch. <laughs> Sorry. No, they need to make their own controller add-on for their phone. Oh yeah. Something that, you know, can fold out and then you just attach it and it works. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. Now, maybe this is a legacy of Steve Jobs and maybe this will change with, with Mr. Uh, Tim Cook. But if you notice with the iPhone, there was no bulky add-ons. There's no bulky anything added yeah. on. I mean, even, even their little docking station is just clean and elegant. Just imagine Steve Jobs would be like, or someone comes up to Steve Jobs. I know he's passed now, but let's say he was still alive. Someone comes up to him and goes, hey, Steve, we have this idea of a controller add-on. It just clips to the bottom of the phone. He would, he would probably blow a gasket. He'd be like, this looks like crap. It's big. No one's going to want to do this. You know, I mean, the phone doesn't flip. I mean, you know, it's – I understand what you're saying, man. But would we ever see something like that from Apple? Not for a while. Not with his vision ingrained well, in Apple. Well, now. for the next three to five years, like there's oh, plans man. and things in place. You yeah. know, I mean, the whole iBooks two. We didn't put that in the rundown, but the whole iBooks two announcement with textbooks, and you can create your own textbooks with their free downloadable software. iPads are going to be textbooks rich now. I mean, granted, they take up a lot of space, uh, but you know. God, I would love to see an official Apple-supported accessory. I just don't think of many iPhone-supported uh, accessories that that Apple themselves provides. Yeah. Other than like docking stations and stuff and like that. AM/FM receivers and transceivers. Oh yeah, remember the Apple Stereo? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys think about that one. All right, so we talked about Apple. We talked about PlayStation. Let's talk about Microsoft now. Microsoft just rolled out a new update to their dashboard but a lot of people may not realize this and but some audiophiles definitely noticed this that there is a color space problem in its last update yes. audiophiles i'm sorry video files i was say they couldn't hear the colors right they could not hear the colors <laughs> thank you john yes yes sorry so uh, what they found is during its last update 
there were some color space issues with some Xbox video apps, and they're working on a fix. Uh, while it should take care of some of the issue, issues, uh, issues? More, re- more recent reports also indicate problems with the HDMI output, having HDCP authentication problems with certain TVs or receivers that blocks video output. So what happens is the 1080p output appears to be downscaled to 720p. Um, so there's a fix that's probably going to be rolled out. It'll be one of those soft little rollouts. They'll say, hey, you need to go ahead and restart and, you know, there you go. You have the update. So they're saying the reds don't look like reds. Well, things are being, di- thing, things like being down-resed because there's a handshaking issue yeah. and uh, color space issue. Yeah, there's some problems, minor problems. But it probably it doesn't affect everybody. It depends on your television. It depends on your receiver. It depends probably on both. But yeah, John, mm-hmm. did you finally fire up your Xbox 360? Yes, I did. What do you think of the new update? I forgot. It's been right. a month since I started it again. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Final little gaming story, and then we'll get to our picks of the week. Um, I'm a big sports gamer, so that's why this, this story is in here. Uh, but... EA has throw, uh, they have initiated a lawsuit against Bell. Or actually, they're being sued, or they're suing. I've, it's really somebody's con- getting sued. It's confusing. Anyway, here's the deal. There's a company called Textron, and Textron is the parent company of helicopter maker Bell, and they want this lawsuit to completely go away. The reason oh. is this: Battlefield Three includes. The visual likeness of three aircraft made by Bell. Choppers, airplanes, that sort of thing. Basically, EA is... Textron is suing EA, saying, hey, you need to pay for the likeness. You're you're basically using our stuff in your game without giving us licensing payment for it. And what's... Because of the likeness. Now, what's interesting about this is EA's always been at the forefront of huge long-term license agreements when it comes to, uh, like, say, for example, Madden NFL football, where they are using the likenesses, albeit with permission, but with an exclusive license. So mm-hmm. EA doesn't want to pay for a license to Bell. They just want to be able to use it, use the likenesses, and they're claiming artistic uh, freedom, I believe, um, uh, they're being yeah uh, yeah that's what I, I'm reading here. Wasn't there uh there was a like a lawsuit from way back when uh, EA was using college pe- players' faces without their consent and it actually they actually got granted so that they were able to use it right is right that, is that what you're talking about yeah yeah I mean a great example is I don't know if you guys remember Tech Mobile back in the day for the Nintendo Tech Mobile but Tech Mobile had a deal with the NFL Players Union so they could use the names of the players, but it could not use team names or symbols. So the game used real-world locales and colors of 12 franchises, but it stopped there. When it re-released in 2010 as Tech Mobile Throwback, it used real city names, but a completely different team colors because they didn't want the NFL to get so happy. So... It's it's very interesting in this in this particular scenario. I don't know where you guys come down on it. Uh, do do you come down on it from the Bell helicopter perspective, or do you come down on EA's perspective, thinking that hey, we're just using the likeness, we're not actually using it. We have artistic you know freedoms and that sort of thing. Well, what no, do you think? I, I think it's I think Bell is in the right in this one. I mean, they're you know. As as much as I would love to see, you know, the Bell helicopters and you know the Attack Cobra in in all the games, you know, they do have the right to protect their intellectual property, even though they are doing a virtual representation of it. It should be, you know, licensed properly, just the same as they they do for the Need for Speed series. They have Porsche, you know, they no other company can just use the likeness of Porsche and then not, you know, call it a Porsche. They don't want to do that. And EA would come down hard on, on the Forza Motorsport team if they did that. So out of curiosity, now I would imagine then that like uh, Forza or you know or EA had to get permission from all the different makers you know for th- their stuff. Yep. You know the 
Volkswagen gave permission for the Volkswagen Audi. Yeah, but they're actually using their logos. They're yes. using everything, their parts, all that fun stuff. True. Um, well, it also it also goes the same with uh, you know this also happened in Counter Strike, uh, way back when it was a mod, it was using real world names for the weapons like Desert Eagle and Colt and and uh, you know all all the other guns like uh, the Arctic Warfare uh, Magnum, and when it changed to being a commercial product, those companies said, hey, you can't use our names because you didn't license uh-huh. you know the name, just the name or the look for the for the product. So they had to change it. And, you know, even though EA was a, was successful in the college one, I wouldn't agree that, you know, they should have – that they were in the right because, you know, it kind of goes against – it go, goes against intellectual property, I think. See, what EA is saying and, you know, what they're hoping on that a, a court will decide it's is – It's just artistic freedom. It, it's artistic freedom. First Amendment artistic freedom because they're not using the name. They're, they're you know, they they're – they're just basically creating the likeness, artistic likeness. Yeah, but now are they? No, I personally I haven't gone and looked and said, okay, well, well, they're calling this helicopter this and this helicopter that. You know, they're not uh, calling it a Black Hawk. I mean, or well, they're not. But they are using the name same designations, the ACH and, the and a- all that's it. A, But those are I don't think those are trademarks. Those though. those can be. Well, they could be, but I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't know because and, well, this, this the F eighteen well, is the F eighteen is a Boeing uh, trademark, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So that's different. Th- this is why I was bringing up Counter Strike because they also use the same designations for their weapons, right? But now they no longer use those designations. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, but I, I I guess on the helicopters, like I mean, that can almost even be taken into the guns. You know the your your SOCOM or you oh, know oh gosh yeah they even they call all their weapons by the real world names names and, and the the pic you know the you know descriptive pictures are pro- you know pretty fairly probably fairly clo- spot on so i guess the question is you know it's how just, far do you want to go well it's a likeness i mean can you yeah. sue for a likeness and just naming it you're not you're not you know it's it's tough because what's yeah the makers of, who, who, whoever makes a T90 tank are they going to get mad cuz they lose the I, likeness of their T90 if, tank if they are making it's such a close representation of what the real world thing is. I think EA shouldn't be allowed to. That there should be changes. There should be visual changes to, you know, make it visually so, different. So you make the helicopter look like a whale. No, not <laughs> yes. a whale. I'm not. You know, you you change it, change it from a single blade to a double blade. You change, you know, the arm pods to something that flips out, and but you still keep the same kind of silhouette. Would that matter to the normal gamer? I mean, would that matter no, to... It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't matter to the normal gamer, yeah. but it would matter to the lawyers. Yeah. So, it's it's a tough situation, especially, you know, coming from an artistic background. That's, you know, you're recreating something virtually without somebody's permission, and it's like, well, we're not calling it what it is, but you're still, you know, still copying it. You know, it... I, I guess it'd be one thing if they went around and said, "Hey, you know, we would like to use this and got you know permission to use it." Versus, "Hey, we're just going to do it," yeah. um, you know. But you know, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how that went down. Like with the guns, did they call here, up the gun you manufacturers know, and say, "Hey, can and we?" Here, here's what I don't understand: Why would Bell even care? I mean, they're putting their chopper in the game, right? Yeah, you know, it looks good. They're flying it. You know, you're you're at war. You know. I mean, it's a because war it's, helicopter. It's, it's, it is a war helicopter, but it's misrepresentation of the war helicopter. Oh, because it's not truly simulation and realistic. Right. Like, oh, yeah, well. Like, you don't have to go through procedures to kill these people, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe they're just looking for extra money or something. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine a, a defense contractor. I mean, typically pay, companies. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, I was going to say, well, look at all the, the patent wars going on. They're going, <laughs> hey, damn it, we want to. Hey, that looks like ours. <laughs> We want to get on this, too. Well, what about, um, I mean, you look at, like, video games that have corporate sponsorships inside. Those corporate, corporate sponsorships have to pay money to get in that game, like a Coke ad or a Pepsi ad or whatever. Uh, hey, they didn't have to pay to get in this game. They got in. Yeah. They're using a, but they're not using the brand name on the helicopter. They're not saying this is a Bell 27, blah, blah, blah. They're not even using the brand name. They're not saying this is a Boeing FA-18. Uh, they're not saying this is a... Boeing, Blackhawk, or whatever. Out of curiosity, does it call that out in the when you're looking up the the specs in game? Does it call that out? 
I don't think it says anything. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at the specs. I don't. Does it really show specs of the plane in the game? I don't think it does. Know. Yeah, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know about vehicles, but weapons they sure do. Yeah. Um, yeah, the weapons that might be there. Um, yeah, we'd have to see. Yeah. If the if it was it, yeah, it's it a complicated be. issue and certainly one that honestly, as a gamer, I it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But it does in a way. I I like playing games that has realistic images of things. You me know, too. I I don't want if. If it was a single or double blade, that's something that I'm not going to pick up on. But if it's so substantial that I can tell that doesn't look like a real helicopter, that's gonna that's gonna bother me a little bit. Yeah. You know, that doesn't look like an FA-18. That looks like a freaking that looks like a MiG-27. Really? No, I, I don't. <laughs> Hello, Spurgeon. Now, <laughs> I've only been in the the gunner seat. I think once in one helicopter, either with you, attack or chopper, Joe. with me. Yeah, probably. yeah. yeah. I mean, other than that, I've just been a passenger. You know, engineer fixing the chopper as we flew around. On the planes and the choppers, are there any HUD displays or head? You know, any, no. anything going well, on? Well, there is in the in the planes. Yeah, there is a there is a HUD in in the jets. Um, yeah, because I was wondering, you know, if it might even come down to the realism on that. You know, how how accurate the representation of that is. You know, you want, like you said, you know, you wonder how far they can really push it. Right. I. We're gonna see. I mean. It's it's tough because you've you've seen these kind of things represented in games a long time. I mean, even real time strategy games like Command and Conquer, where you see these little tanks. You know, they don't name them out by name, but they have little representations of probably a real life equivalent. It doesn't. I don't know. It's just it doesn't. I I really honestly I'm kind of leaning on the side of EA on this one. I mean, they're they're not. They're not using the name of the helicopter. They're not saying this is a bell, blah blah blah. You know, they're just making a likeness, and they're using it in the game. I think. I think you it's, know, it's I, a tough argument. It's I, really I kind tough. Of, I, I agree, kind of with both sides. I mean, yeah. and but I am kind of leaning in in the EA's direction simply because you know there are a lot of like you said, there's yeah. a lot of games, a lot of games. One of my favorite games, Arma, the Armed Assault series. They, you know, they use all that stuff. I'm not even sure if they license theirs, and you know, they're a European company, but I think, I, I think there needs to be a change as far as like wartime weapons and, and that kind of thing, or if things represented by in the military that should just be kind of public, you know? Right. Yeah. But, but <laughs> here's a, an, an interesting flip or flip take, you know, they're always going on about, you know, piracy, you know, people are pirating our games and this and that yet, you know, when it comes to um, image content and, and stuff like that, it's, it's, you know, we, it's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, great point. You know, I was like, oh, well, no, we'll just take this and take that. Yeah. We're going to stick this in our game, but well, we but don't have put, to pay licensing on any of that. You know, a company, uh, you know, video game companies do this all the time. They see a feature that maybe was released in one sports game. And then the next year, the other company comes up with a similar feature uh, to that effect. I mean, it happens all yeah. the time. Yeah, it just depends on how you swipe your phone to unlock it. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a whole other uh, lawsuit as well. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, was, it was just an interesting thought. You know, they're, all, they're always on about, well, we're going to, you know, it's all about console because, you know, it's, it's, you know, our stuff's just pirated. You know, everybody keeps stealing our stuff. We're not making enough money. Yet, you know, it's like, oh, no, well, all that con- it's all artistic, you know. Free, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, we can t- we can use that. We don't need any, you know, permission to use that image. What are you talking about? It makes me wonder. I Willis. mean, why don't the you know when they make these these racing games or racing sims, why don't they don't do that more often? I mean, it's tough it, because they, you know the whole crash model thing. You yeah, know, and- I mean, you you if you're visually representing a car. You know, car makers come down hard on these guys. Yeah, but you know, you, ha- you look at Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, they don't use the actual car they names. Don't. Yeah, and they have likenesses, and they don't get they're, sued but for. They're, it. But they're com- you know, they're com- they're not quite right. Yeah, if, I know. if you actually look at them, they they look kind of like it, but it's not representative of of the actual car. They turned all. a Mustang into a mustard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, well, the, um, great discussion, though. Um, I didn't, honestly, out of all the stories that we had, I didn't think we were going to get the most out of that one. But, <laughs> uh, but hey, there you go. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys think. Head over to our website, geekgamer.tv. There on that web- website is a contact form. Just send us a note. Uh, tell us where, where you decide. Are you for the helicopter company? Which makes 
probably billions of dollars a year, or EA, which makes hundreds of billions a year. Or I don't think it's hundreds, <laughs> but but there you go. Uh, it's now time for our picks of the week. These are the neatest and geekiest and gaming items. Could be anything really uh, that w- we have uh, found and we want to share with you. And we'll start with our special guest here in the studio, John Carlo. What is your pick of the week? Week week. My pick of the week is Xenonauts. 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 Have you guys seen the XCOM first person shooter? No. You guys have not seen it? No. You didn't look at any not no. even at the announcement. No. Nothing. No. Okay, well, nobody was happy with when when that was announced. So, if you weren't happy with that, Firaxis, a division of uh, 2K Games, announced that they were remaking XCOM as well, which is going to play into being a sequel, or not sequel, but further down the timeline of that first-person shooter XCOM. And that is going to be more close to the original game, which was turn-based, and uh, it's very... Uh, you know, uh, supposed to be item management and that kind of thing. But actually, that Firaxis one, they're taking out a lot of the repetitive stuff or, or all the things that just plain aren't fun or so they think, which includes like item management, uh, naming your characters possibly, and just some some significant changes that might not please every single XCOM fan. Xenonauts is more like an expansion of the original XCOM game. You've got your uh, your item management, you've got your skills list, you've got your you know, you've got all this stuff. You got this aerial combat, you've got this outfitting of vehicles, you've got this huge base management. And in the newer XCOM strategy game, there's only going to be one base. And so this is more of a true sequel or true re-envisioning of the original XCOM game. And it's going to be very complex. It's not going to throw you any you know, bone to, to make it simple for you. It's going to be just as hard as the first one and just as intimidating. So this is my pick of the week. This, week, week. this seems heavy duty, and yes. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, gosh. I, I'm loving the art style. You know, it's going to, going to like this real world stuff. It starts in the 19, I think, 70s, 1980s. Oh, wow. So it's kind of Cold War-ish looking, very modern uh, combat against the, you know, the aliens. And that's what I love. I love that progression from modern to sci-fi. I, I love that kind of progression. With the new strategy one and the uh, the FPS, it's, it's, very, it's very alien- and sci- too sci-fi-ish for my for my taste. So, uh, Xenonauts, when's this due? Uh, sometime this year. Okay. Uh, they haven't really announced uh, a release date. It'll be probably towards the end of the year. Uh, they've got playable betas. You can, well, not betas, but alphas, I guess you could call them, or just playable builds. Uh, you pay, I think, $30, $35. $30. And you'll get the free, uh, the full version when it comes out? And you'll get the full version when it comes out. Okay, so, cool. Are they, so, you can't get it on Steam or anything. You got to get it through it directly. Not, not right now, but at release, it'll most definitely be on Desura, which is uh, ModDB's uh, release. And then there's also oh, then they have you know a standard package and a premium package, but it, it'll also be on Steam. Very good cool. release. All right, so nice. Xenonauts. Uh, we'll have link in the show notes to that website. Xenonauts.com. Mister John. P. Kessler, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is... And <laughs> you got all quiet. Yeah. My pick of the week is... Well, actually, I'm going to kind of stall my pick of the week for just a second. Okay. Out of curiosity, as far as on the Xenonauts, I was looking at like their airplanes. I was like, okay, F-17, Condor, Interceptor, and then they had like their MiG-32 Foxtrot Interceptor. Um, I just Googled the MiG-32 Foxtrot interceptor and about you know all the all the okay. hits came back to xenonauts it's like uh, okay you know so there is no mig 32 okay you know and i was like well, yeah because i want to you know after our past topic it's like oh well here's a game there you got a f-17 and i was looking at the descriptions you know i was like okay well you know there's no reference to actually who makes the f-17 and you know that it's changed just enough or you know if is there even a when i just did f-17 yeah, it all comes back to these Xenonauts. 
you know, so basically, so you know, there's no confusion. Yeah, so all. they're they're just tweaking it just enough so that you know, yeah, there's there is no you know that anybody can say, hey, that's you know our plane, right? Um, but and uh, having said that, I will move along to my pick of the week. All right, um, my pick of the week was an anime I just finished watching. Actually, watched the last episode this afternoon before heading over here. Okay. Um and now I'm going to totally screw it up. I worked on saying it properly. <laughs> um, it's uh, on the anime database. It's you can look it up as in as Kishin Tyson. Um, it's spelled K I S H I N T A I S E N. Um, it's a a sci-fi slash mech um anime. Which twenty six episodes, good. I thought it was a pretty good story, an interesting uh, plot twist at the very end. Um, they had found twelve um, big stone heads that were kind of linked to the myth, uh, mythological uh, Greek gods. They all had power, you know. They, they generated power, and they used the power to do these, you know, make these robots. One of the first ones that was dug up. While some experiments were ex- experiments were being done on it, it ended up creating a EM cloud around the equator of the planet and just totally trashed the Earth. Okay. Um, and it, and they found the rest of these heads, and then it came up the the UN was backing this deal, and where they they said, okay, well, we're just going to have they called the Wise World, you know, WWW, the Wise World War, and it was supposed to be whoever. Whatever country had had the last one standing was the one that was going to rule the world, and it was just interesting the way that whole thing played out. And I I liked it, um, and you know I was like going yeah well, it's, you know, it was good you know especially if you know people like the you know the military mech stuff then uh, it, it's it was really good. Where do you, where can you uh, where can you find this? Is there a legal place to find this, or is this <laughs> or the only way you can find it, it is, is by going it, through alternative means? Um, it is out on DVD. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. It, can you Netflix it? Is it on Netflix? Uh, not. I don't think this one is. Okay. Um, but it is out on DVD or in Blu-ray. I think it was. Um, but yeah, so if you just go to the anime, the A N A N I D D B, it uh, you can. Um, fine. It, it was. It was the name is Kishin Tyson, gigantic formula. Kishin Tyson, gigantic formula. Yeah. Kishin Tyson. Yeah. Now, Jean Carlo, I take it. This is basically the gigantic formula. Is the translation of the first part? I uh, no. No. Okay. It's just odd that you know it's two parts to the name. Yeah. And half of it's in English. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way they they did that. Um, and kind of the lead in or you know the main. Um, Protagonist in this was a uh, a boy's. I think we said it was like thirteen, fourteen. Um, it was kind of picked or weeded out, having played this game in a, in, a, in a combat simulator. You know, he kind of won the championship for it. Um, name of the game within the, the show was Gigantic Formula. Oh, it's kind of like the Last Starfighter. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He got you know play this got, game, and then you get recruited by the Galactic Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very cool though yeah very neat so you can probably just pick this up on Amazon yep there you go alright Kishentation <laughs> you can't even play the last name can't that is our that is John's pick of the week very cool pick of the week see you never know what you're going to find here on the picks of the week uh, my pick this week as a lot of you if you've been following the show for a while know I'm a huge pinball fan. I, no. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, you would have guessed. I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. <laughs> so anyway, I, I've, been, I've been a huge fan. And I uh, recently, over Christmas time, uh, the people over there at the Professional Amateur Pinball Association, or PAPA, have released something very cool and extraordinary. It's called the Pinball Archive with videos now. And the cool thing here is... They have, they and they're updating it constantly. Uh, video gameplay of pinball machines. Now you're probably asking yourself, why would I want to watch a machine? Well, you know, if you're a professional player or even an amateur, and you want to kind of have an idea of how a machine looks like and how to play it, you should watch these videos. 
They're taped very well from a top-down perspective, so you can see the entire machine in the full view. And I'm going to switch over to the to the site, and it's a really plain site. But as you can see here, it's sorted by letter of the machine. Not every machine's on here. Uh, now um, I'll ask John or John Carlo. Do you guys have a machine? Uh, do you want me to pick here real quick? Uh, uh, do you do you have a machine? Star Trek. Star Trek. Now. Uh, there's uh, there's only one here, and that's Star Trek: The Next Generation. Cool, that's the one I played. Okay, and the cool thing about the Star Trek: The Next, so here it is, Star Trek: Next Generation. This is actually a tutorial video. Now there's some of just general gameplay, but there are a few that actually do tutorials. So actually, it will Captain, incoming message. So that's actually, that's actually from hey, the it's video. Bowen. We're here at Papa near Pittsburgh to play some Star Trek Next Generation. Built in 1993, this game is one of the best of its of its time, with a great sound and music package from the entire cast of the TV show. So yeah, you can see Star Trek Next Gen is one of the greatest combos in pinball called a Picard maneuver. You earn the Picard maneuver by <laughs> shooting the spinner and then shooting the side ramp. So the spinner shot there and then the side ramp. There's a the Picard maneuver. If you can make several of these back-to-back, you, you can potentially earn a huge amount of points, especially Chase when... Chase has gone so quiet because he is trapped by no, this machine. Uh, I know, no, Chase has got <laughs> must-have Star Trek <laughs> pinball machine. Well, I, I, Two of my rounds, favorite things, Star Trek and pinball. That's right. All wrapped in the one. No, but as you could tell by the video, I was being quiet so you guys could hear the instruction. <laughs> and then um, we started talking And then you guys talking over it. But no, it's really cool. Um, not all videos are tor- tutorials. Some of them are just... Just basic gameplay, but you get the gist of the idea. It's all free. It's a really great site. Uh, they put a lot of work into setting up the camera rigs, and on some of the shot, uh, some of the videos are actually multiple camera angles. It's really, really a valuable resource if you're interested in pinball, or if not, uh, just checking out the hobby and checking it out and seeing how uh, good, solid players play the game. You can learn a lot. Uh, the website is pinball.org/videos. Um, and uh, it's a great site, and I encourage you all to check that out. And that's my pick of the week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes, very good. I uh, want to remind everybody that we are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Hundreds of shows on the network ranging from ham radio to Linux to Apple, general tech news, other gaming shows. Anything you could think of that you want to see. It's probably existing on the Tech Podcast Network. You can check that out at techpodcast.com. There's an app on Roku, BoxyBox. It's also built into an, a lot of TV apps as well, televisions that have apps. Uh, and just to let everybody know, you can find us under the gaming category, and you can find this show, Geek Gamer Weekly, as well as Minecraft Me, our other show, any other shows that we may launch in the future. So check that out techpodcast.com and don't forget if you have a boxy <laughs> wow and if you have a boxy box no it's all right don't worry about it we're john yeah. john it's, don't it's cool. do that it's gonna that's see oh. now see what happened what you did there's yeah. stuff behind keep the door going. just keep going that's gonna fall don't shut the door because then we don't see me back there leave it open <laughs> anyway um that is that. I was off on a tangent, and I don't remember. Anyway. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> uh, remind everybody, if you haven't done so yet, head over to our website at geekgamer.tv there. You can uh, check out all of the shows that we have to offer, as well as leaving us your general feedback and information. And by the way, on the right-hand side there of the page, you will notice a little button that says donate. Uh, you know, Feel free to throw a buck or two in the offering play that helps us update the technology that we have here in the studio as well as put out more great content for you. Um, and also, give us your feedback. Follow us on Twitter, at Geek Gamer uh, Weekly on... Oh, I'm sorry, at Geek Gamer TV. I'm a little off right now. Mm-hmm. At Geek Gamer TV on Twitter as well. Uh, just, just you know, we're and we're looking at launching a new website st- soon. Uh, Ty is still working on that website, and he's already given us some preview images of it, and it looks great. Uh, so check that out as well. Mr. John P. Kessler, you can find him on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find him at, at VW Kenny, even though that's not really him. You can find him there. <laughs> you find somebody. Yeah, find I don't somebody. know who it is. Yeah, you have no idea. You know who it is. But yeah, John Kessler, our president of chat operations and owner of a Volkswagen Quantum. 
The only quantum. The only quantum <laughs> in the leap universe. Yeah. In the leap year of quantums. <laughs> yeah. The only. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Carlo Lindsay, our simulation bureau chief, and he did not fail to live up to that title with his pick of the week. Yes. That's right. John Carlo, thank you, sir. Thank you. No problemo. And, folks, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. Um, otherwise, we do appreciate you uh, hanging out with us this Sunday evening, downloading the show, watching the show. If you do video or whatever version you watch the show or listen to it, we do appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us as well. We will see you all next week for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. Until we all talk again, we are all silent. Good night, Grayson. The economy is failing because the U.S. is built on an ancient Indian burial grounds. We we actually usually just say Bob Saget. Bob Saget. <laughs> All righty. That's a wrap, folks. The U.S. economy is failing. But what? <laughs> what kind of close is that? And here is John Carlos Close of the Week. It's like, and here's Andy Rooney. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears. 